Moving Iron Podcast Morning Market Roundup with Chip Nellinger. Chip, man, big report coming out tomorrow. A lot of a uh, lot of stuff swirling around that report. Um, it's going to dictate kind of what happens through uh, the rest of the year, kind of going into uh, that January crop report. So, what are some of the numbers that the uh, analysts are going to be looking at that are going to sway the market? Yeah. So obviously, like you mentioned, Casey, this October crop report is a big, big report. They um, have enough data now. Uh, the crops are far enough along, and, and a lot of, um, at least I shouldn't say a lot, but some harvest activity will have actual harvested data. Um, and the weights should be a lot better to uh, get zeroed in on by the USDA. So this October crop report every year, year in, year out, is always important to kind of set the stage. You know, the yields have been coming up. All right, now that we're this far along in crop maturity and, and harvest activity, is it actually a big crop getting bigger and, uh, and we're going to see an increase in yields? Or maybe did we uh, overestimate uh, due to ear weight size or, or whatnot um, and, and have to shave the crop back? The market expects uh, increase in yields. The average estimate's about a half a bushel higher, both in corn and beans. Um, uh, increases uh, in carryout as well, about 50 to 55 million bushel increase in bean carryouts expected. Uh, about 174 million bushel increase in corn carryout is expected. Um, you know, again, you can also always have surprises on these reports too, and, and you have to watch for that. Um, there are some out there, the, the highest estimate uh, in beans would be 55. That would be a, a, by far a, a new record and a big jump higher. I don't know if the bean market's prepared for that. And there is a school thought out there um, that maybe the, uh, the corn yields need to be shaved back a little bit uh, due to several issues, uh, disease, uh, some test weight issues, down corn, um, and then a hot stretch, uh, at least here in the eastern corn belt, uh, in, um, you know, right at the end stages of, uh, uh, of the, uh, you know, crop life cycle there that, that apparently uh, looks like sucks some yield off the top end. Uh, because we just had a stretch of uh, really, really hot weather that, um, you know, that did a little bit of damage there late in the season, surprisingly. Um, so, you know, always room for huge surprises, but the market is anticipating increasing yields, corn and beans both, um, uh, bumps higher in carryout. We also get updates on world numbers and world carryout. Uh, probably a, most uh, important there is going to be world wheat numbers. And what they do with the uh, Australian, Russian, and European wheat crops, uh, you know, they've had some issues uh, there in all, all those uh, regions um, in, in one way or another with dry weather, hot weather. Um, so we'll see about that as well. Lots of numbers to digest. You know, again, we'll see where the, uh, where the dust settles and, and what the reaction of the market is. Sometimes it's not just what are the numbers, it's what's the market's reaction. Sometimes you can get, you know, what seem like negative bearish numbers and the market is unchanged to higher and vice versa. So 
The reaction is important too. We've had a nice rally into this report. That's mostly as a result of uh, a lot of rain around, uh, slowing harvest progress. We are about on pace uh, with average, but that's going to really slow the next week. There's been tremendous amounts of rain in the uh, in the western Corn Belt. There's been a fair amount of rain here uh, in areas, particularly northern uh, the northern half of Illinois, uh, to really slow things down. Uh, Indiana's had some rain, and uh, so we're going to fall behind the pace next week in harvest because uh, just just too much rain around. And uh, so you've got that going as well. Uh, is you know we're going to keep this wet pattern. They had so much rain in western Corn Belt. I mean, they need more than three or four days. I mean, some of those areas have had. You know, I don't know, 12, 15 inches of rain in the last three weeks. So they need an extended period of uh, sun and at least quick raining to, to think about getting back in the fields there. And uh, and that will be something that's supportive as, as well. So world markets are flying all over. Uh, you know, election in, um, in Brazil. Uh, Brazilian real currency has been flying all over. The dollar uh, has been, you know, having some volatility here. Interest rates are on the rise. Crude oil is, uh, you know, up near, uh, you know, a couple year highs in here and, and holding, um, you know, well north of 70. And uh, so there's a lot of things affecting these markets right now. And, you know, 20 some hours, 27 hours away, we're going to have another one that really affects us with this October crop report here, 11 a.m. Central uh, tomorrow morning. Yeah. Okay. So two things I want I want to hit on. One is, you mentioned it earlier, you're talking about uh, <clears throat> crop delays with due to rain. I was talking to my, uh, my mom and dad back, in, uh, back around Wichita, and, and each one of them had, had been in that, that six to nine inches of rain area, and they're trying to get soybeans cut right now and plant some wheat. And you, uh, like you talked to, you alluded to up there, you're looking at anywhere from six to 12 inches of rain, depending on where you're at. So what's the market seeing there, and what are they... Is that you seen that influence the market at all with this with this pretty significant rain delay we have here? Yes, so that's a good point too. Um, the the oat market we don't talk about oats very much. Um, sometimes they're a, a leading indicator uh, of of you know at least uh, row crops in general. Um, so that rain definitely in the northern plains where they grow a lot of oats uh, should be planting right now. Uh, they can't get in. Oats have had a big rally. I think that's starting to be a little bit of a supportive factor to uh, wheat as well, because same same issue there. You know, we need to be planting wheat right now. There's uh, there's been a lot of rain uh, around in areas, so I, I do think that uh, that will start if that continues, uh, will start being a supportive influence uh, on wheat. It for sure is on corn. You know, just historically, when you get into a, a real uh, late wet wet cycle like this, it it has a tendency to drag corn yields down a little bit. There's already, uh, you know, stock quality issues, widespread in corn, a lot of down corn. Um, so there's multiple issues there. Wheat uh, seeding, oat seeding, should be planting now, it's wet, should be getting the crop out uh, on corn and beans, delayed the air. So there's, uh, there's a lot of issues with that. I mean, overall, it's good, right, for a you know, big picture, recharge the soils and subsoil moisture. There's a lot of dry areas around, but it's not coming at a real opportune time as far as getting, you know, wheat and oats in the ground and corn and beans out of the field. Yeah. So how, how is the, um, 
So Hurricane Michael's about to hit, and we've got some areas that just had a hurricane that it's kind of tracking, going to loop back through and dump a bunch of rain through. Um, what's the market's reaction to some of that stuff, especially on the on the uh, the hog side of the business, and even even in looking at some of the dairy side of the business, that particular area has quite a bit of that that production going on. So what do you hear in there, and, and, and what do you make of that? Yeah, that's another issue. Um, it, it seems like the last few years, and as far as hurricanes go, the market takes a little more of a measured approach. Um, those things are so hard to, to zero in what the official track's going to be. And there's been some big misses along the way that the market um, kind of takes a wait and see. Let's, let's just stay calm and see where this thing goes and is it going to be as bad as what they say. And um, so they will very definitely affect same issue there, right? I mean, they're still cropping fields uh, in that, that path that is expected to go through. Um, they're certainly not done by any stretch. They have, uh, you know, obviously they start earlier. Um, so they're still cropping the fields and, and uh, you know, wheat being planted. And, and so it, it very definitely is going to affect things, uh, particularly if there's wind, a lot of wind with it uh, as it moves further inland. Um, it looked to me, and I'm certainly not a weather or a hurricane expert, that it, it may stay far enough, hopefully, um, away from that main area of the Carolinas that, uh, that got so much rain. Let's hope so. They don't need more at this point. Um, but we'll see. It will very definitely affect things. But so far, it really hasn't done much because the market, in the case of hurricanes, um, just takes a wait and see because they're so hard to predict. You know, it can lose steam at the last minute and kind of fizzle out, which is what you hope. Um, and so just, you know, I think we're maybe a few days away from seeing, you know, what uh, what officially is going to happen from that hurricane and how much uh, crop impact it's going gonna, it's gonna to have. Okay. So let's talk about the first half of the week here when you look at the, the livestock market. Um, what do you see? What did you see happen, you know, Monday and Tuesday? And, and how do you expect that trade to go through the week? Yeah, cattle markets have been a little bit choppy. Um, you know, had a, had a nice, strong day. My open lower, um, had a nice, strong day um, Monday, surprisingly, but no follow-through yesterday and actually closed lower. Um, it basically gave back all the gains from Monday. So we're kind of uh, in, in no man's land here. We've had a nice rally over the last two, three weeks in cattle. I think there's uh, some some longs that have come in this market and maybe overextended us a little bit. Um, maybe due for a little more downside, but I, I get a sense that there's uh, good buying interest in, in the cattle market. Um, hogs have held together well as well. Um, you know, the October contract has had a pretty straight up move. The deferreds um, have come along for the ride, but maybe not as straight up as October. October's getting ready to go off the board here uh, in the next couple of weeks anyway, so that's really tied to you know, whatever the, the cash um, uh, lean index, lean hog index is doing. Uh, but the deferreds have held together well. And, and again, I think big picture, um, probably do and, and would be healthy for both the hog and the cattle market to have a little bit of a correction lower, um, see where that buying interest comes in. And, and hogs and cattle both, as you move deeper into the fourth quarter and, and start talking about winter and, uh, and, and going into, uh, you know, next year, these numbers should slow, you know, should shrink a little bit, and we should see some better things. Back on the weather issue, uh, you know, that can start to be an issue as well. There's a lot of rain uh, in uh, in areas uh, of uh, you know large feedlot production, 
And uh, that's never a good thing. You know, that slows weight gain down. You got mud. Uh, it, it becomes a performance issue. And so that can, you know, eventually, uh, slowly start to have an impact on uh, on this cattle, too. So, um, you know, that's something to keep in the back of our minds here as well. It hasn't been a huge issue yet. It sometimes it takes a few weeks um, to see that show up and then, and then you know, week to week, um, you know, carcass weight numbers and, and, uh, but that can be an issue if this wet pattern continues in, uh, in the central plains where there's a lot of feedlot capacity. Right on. Well, we've, we've covered a lot of stuff here, and we've talked about a lot of different volatility, so never been a better time for a plan. Uh, if guys want to work on a plan or they want to discuss a plan with you, um, how would they do that, Chip? Yeah, I, just real quick, Casey, before that, and, and this is right on that with, with having a plan, right? I mean, if you're in an area... And we're talking to our, our producers about this the last two or three days. If you're in an area that's blessed with really good yields and you have on-farm storage capacity, um, you know, you're, you're able right now to secure, you know, depending on your yields, near $1,000 an acre gross in corn and, and $700 plus an acre gross in beans. Um, and, and that's really, you know, what it comes down to. So... People get clouded by, oh, these markets are low, prices are low, it's, you know, stuck in the mud here. But if you have a plan and, and uh, you know, to secure market carry, secure the storage and make your own on-farm storage pay, um, I mean, there's profit, profit levels right now. So uh, having a plan is critical, and uh, we'd love to chat with you if you have questions. Just call our office, 309-550-7213. And uh, we'd love to uh, tell you about uh, how we might be able to improve your plan and, and help you execute better. Right on. All right, Chip. Well, till uh, probably catch back up again on, on Sunday where we kind of talk about the last half of the week and how that report uh, affected the overall market. And uh, we'll go from there. So till then, have a good rest of the week. We'll talk to you then. Hey, you too. It'll be an interesting, uh, interesting chat Sunday, I'm sure. Yeah, it'll be a fun ride, I think, this week. Hopefully we'll see some, yes. see some bounce here. So. All right, Chip, take care of yourself. All right, have a good week. We'll see you. See ya. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hard work.